You're listening to Profit Without Worry, episode number 138. There's a lot that happens on the journey to being a successful business owner, and we all have plenty of missteps along the way. On this episode of Profit Without Worry, I'm talking about what it takes to go from a shaky business owner to a stable business owner, which is exactly when Profit Without Worry happens. Hey there, I'm Michelle Evans, and this is the show where coaches, experts, and business owners like us get real about what it takes to create a profitable online business. I can tell you from experience that nonstop hustle plus random acts of marketing do not equal success. So how do we attract a steady flow of clients and sales without all the hustle? This is the Profit Without Worry podcast. Well, hello there. Welcome back and thanks for tuning in. Have you taken a few minutes to check out the brand new free resource that I created for you? It's a tell-all article that I wrote called The Real Reason Proven Marketing Formulas Have Stopped Working. And in it, I name names, I show proof of how the syndicate shaped the online marketing industry, and I show you why those pesky proven formulas are no longer working. And I'm here to tell you, it's not you. It is the system. I'm going to link to the article in today's show notes, which you can find at profitwithoutworry.com forward slash episode 138. Or you can just go to profitwithoutworry.com forward slash article. It's all there. And from the people who've read it, I've gotten a lot of great feedback. So thank you if you've given me that feedback for asking your questions and sharing your stories. And if you haven't, do yourself a favor and take a few minutes to go read it. Okay, let's dive into today's show as we talk about what it takes to go from a shaky business owner to a stable business owner, which is when profit without worry starts to happen. Let's talk about what it's like to be a shaky business owner because I definitely spent a good amount of time there. It's a place I lovingly like to call business owner 1.0. And just to be clear, everyone starts out as a business owner 1.0. When I was in this stage of business, Michelle 1.0, I'll call myself, I'd go back and forth over the options in my head. I would talk to anyone I could find who had a business and try to figure out how the heck they made this work. How do you balance doing blog posts, creating a website, doing social media, learning how to podcast, sending emails, creating freebies, finding an audience, finding a message creating offers, selling and learning and all the tech and everything with while actually, you know, making money and serving clients. This business stage was hard. It was really, really hard. When I was in this stage, I had a lot of FUD running through my head daily. And if you haven't heard that expression before, FUD stands for fear, uncertainty, and doubt. That was like the triple threat that crippled my growth, my confidence, my expansion. And you might be familiar with FUD too. At this stage, every decision that I had to make for my business felt overwhelming and frustrating. And I just like I just felt like there were roadblocks everywhere I looked. And here's what it looked like for me as Michelle 1.0. First, you know, I'd search for success stories and inspiration absolutely everywhere. I mean, 
everywhere from books to articles to blogs to webinars to videos to podcasts, you name it, uh, even events, right? I'd spend way too much time consuming anything, anything at all that showed me, yes, you too can have a thriving business. I wanted reassurance that leaving my corporate job wasn't the worst mistake ever. I wanted to glean any insight possible into how to magically turn the corner and have a business that increased in profitability every single month. I wanted to know what the heck to post on my social media. And no joke, there were times that I'd spend an hour, two hours, maybe even more every day trying to come up with just a simple Facebook post. It was during this time that I bought course after course after course after course, looking for the fastest path to cash. I was the I just got sucked into everything because I didn't know what to do. And I invested way too much time and way too much money into things like website design, branding services, social media managers, fancy funnel design software, Facebook ads for fans on my page, for goodness sakes. Please, for the love of God, do not ever run Facebook ads to get fans for your Facebook page and more. I'd like... Looking back over the years of everything I've done, it's just crazy. And the biggest problem as Michelle 1.0, the biggest problem that I had was that I did not trust myself. I didn't have confidence that I could figure this out. I felt like I was way behind everybody and like I had to pay big money and spend a ton of time learning so I could actually magically make money. During that time, I bought, hold your horses. During that time, I bought more than 30 courses and programs. So when I say I was looking for answers, I was looking for answers in all the wrong places. And I'm sharing this with you so that you don't make the same mistake. But that wasn't the worst of it. The biggest, biggest problem was that I made all of these investments before I had a business message, before I had an offer, and before I had an audience figured out. I had a dream. I had read the four hour work week and bought into the lie that I could make millions only working four hours a week. And I desperately wanted to be my own boss, but I was scared to figure out my own way of communicating, my own trust, trusting myself and my knowledge and my expertise and finding my own audience. And one of the courses that I bought during that time, which is actually a really good course, although I think she's shutting it down now, was Nikki Ellis Brown's um, a course about copy. And it was a really, it was a really eye-opening course for me because, um, there were certain exercises where I was just finding myself flailing about because I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure who my audience was or what my message was, or even what made my offer stand out. And it's like, when I started my business, it's like, I forgot everything about you know, anchoring a business in solving a problem. Uh, And that course was actually one of the 30 and it was good. Uh, I would recommend that course for people who want to learn how to write better copy. Um, But, but for me, it was like, it was just this really, I don't know, gut punch of, man, I don't, I'm not trusting myself at all because Um, Nikki would have you go through these exercises and I was like, these are great exercises. And I found myself just munging on them for like 
a week or two or three because I, I just didn't trust myself. And I was, you know, I, I was just devouring courses and books and webinars and podcasts like there was no tomorrow, like like somewhere buried in all of that information was going to be this magic key that I could pull out and suddenly have a million dollar business. And I talk about it this way now. At the time, it just felt like, what should I do? Like, I just didn't know. And it overwhelmed me to the point where I couldn't make any decisions at all. I did not trust myself. And that was difficult. And because I didn't trust myself, hardly anybody else trusted me either. And this was in the early days of my business. This is like maybe 2012 to maybe like early 2014, somewhere around there. And I remember one day sitting in my office reading a self-congratulatory email from a really well-known business celebrity talking about his latest seven-figure launch, and I just started crying, sobbing, you know, like the big, ugly, (laughs) I'm never gonna, like that kind of cry, right? I felt so alone. I felt like a loser, and I felt defeated, and I felt like I'd never, ever figure this darn thing out. And I told myself stories like, Everyone else is so much better looking, so much more polished, so far ahead of me, so much more charismatic, so much better on video. I'm not good enough and I'm not cut out for this. I cried and I pouted and I was in a funk for over a month. And during that time, I kind of took some drastic actions for me. During that time, I unsubscribed from the vast majority of email lists that I was on. Anyone who made me feel crappy about myself, bye-bye. They were gone. I had a long chat with myself that either I figure this out and I start trusting myself or I go get a dang job. No more being a groupie to big names bragging about their seven-figure launches and me like dreaming about the magic possibility of it someday happening. Because really I wasn't there yet. I wasn't ready for it. And looking back, the saddest part of this is that I did have a good business. I had a business that was making money. I had a small group of amazing clients that I loved. And I was making more than I had made in my corporate job. But for some reason, I still felt like a miserable failure because I'd never had that seven-figure launch payday. And saying it out loud is a really hard admission. It's that's really hard. It's like, yeah, I'm making money, but I haven't, I'm not good enough yet. I haven't made it yet. And it really was doing a disservice to me and to the people that I was serving. I wasn't appreciating the hard work that I'd put in to cultivate client relationships. I I felt like ashamed that I was doing one-on-one work because I was listening to big name gurus who were laughing and scoffing at people who traded hours for dollars, even though the dollars I made were pretty legit. I felt like a failure because I wasn't Marie Forleo with a ginormous audience and, a mul- and multiple seven-figure launches under her belt and everyone promoting her, right? Then one day, a friend messaged me with an urgent marketing question she knew that I could help her with. I helped her, it worked, and she was thrilled. And for some reason, that day, a light bulb went off in my head. I realized I'd been trying to engineer a product that would give me a seven-figure launch instead of serving my audience and growing in it into whatever size business felt right. 
in whatever type of business model felt right to me. And I want to share this with you so badly because that mindset shift, that was a giant aha that opened my mind to so many possibilities that I couldn't see when I was trying to be, I don't know, the next big hit, the next big wig with a seven figure launch person, even when it didn't feel right to me. And I don't know if you've ever felt like that way, like you have to create an online course, otherwise you're not a real business or for, I mean, like these are all things that I told myself. If I don't have a multi-million dollar online course, I'm not a real business. If I don't have at least a hundred thousand people on my email list, I'm not a legit business. If I haven't had that magical seven figure launch, I'm not a legit business. Like these are things that I thought about myself and it was really holding me back. And if that's where you're at now, I want to invite you to stop. Stop comparing yourself. Stop competing with people who have inside help from their high-end masterminds that you and I don't have access to. Stop comparing your profit with someone else's gross revenue. They're really different things. Just FYI, many of the people who have seven-figure launches pay out so much money in affiliate fees, ads, for their own team, for, you know, website support and more that many of them don't actually profit that much. Okay, so if any of my story sounds familiar or hits a chord with you, first of all, welcome to the club, my friend. Every single business owner 1.0 goes through this. And your story might be slightly different, but, you know, we all fall victim to the big names and the and the starry-eyed gurus who prey on our fear of failure and promise quick cash if we just buy this course or use their tool or whatever. And the best way to stop this madness is to number one, become aware of it, which is why I wrote that new tell-all article. I don't want people to spend as long as I did in Business Owner 1.0 because it steals your energy and your creativity and your confidence and your ability to really impact the audience that is probably looking for you right now. And number two, I want you to discover what it's doing to your business. What are these beliefs costing you? I go through a full breakdown example of how to figure out what this is costing you on page three of the article at profitwithoutworry.com forward slash article. You can go step by step through the process that I took one of my clients through because the goal is to learn and grow and gain confidence so that each of us can evolve into business owner 2.0 because being a 2.0 business owner feels amazing compared to 1.0. When I went from 1.0 to 2.0, the difference was night and day. Here are some of the examples of the difference. So I really started feeling confident in my business and I didn't fall for, you know, big launches anymore with business in a box shortcuts where it's like, you know, buy this and I'll show you exactly how to, you know, I don't know, get clients on Instagram or, um, use my email templates to, to attract lots of clients or whatever it is, right? Like business in a box is where it's like, follow this exact formula, plug and play it into your business. And suddenly you're going to have this magical business because that never worked for me. 
I also got really, really specific and confident about my business model. So I no longer wasted time chasing hot trends that didn't align with who I was, my strengths, my skills, my business model, how I liked working with people. And yes, I do like working one-on-one with people. It's great. It lets me go deep into their business and have a lot of impact. I don't mind that at all. And yes, I do have some courses, but it's not the main driver of my business. I like to have my fingers in a few different pods. I am not ever going to just trust um, online courses for my business because that just doesn't feel right to me. I love working with people. I also um, started putting together a growth strategy and I set aside time every single quarter. So at the end of every quarter, I set aside time to create a 90-day plan and I take a look at where am I to my goals for the year, Uh, And this year, I will tell you, it's taken me a little longer because pretty much everything that I had set up is not going to now happen, Um, which is fine. But every quarter, I set aside, usually sometime in the last week of the quarter, to create my next 90-day plan, to stay on track and to stay focused and really to reach my goals. Um, That's something that I used to do when I was in the corporate setting, And then I would break it down into weeks and just really stay on track. And that helps me keep my eye on my ball and where I want to grow. So I don't get distracted and get off course and lose tons of momentum chasing somebody else's goals or promises. I also found my audience through mini offers. And if you've never heard me talk about them before, a mini offer is like not tons of offers, not M-A-N-Y, it's M-I-N-I, like little tiny baby offers. You know, when I went through um, Nikki Illich Brown's A Course About Copy, and I realized I don't really know my audience as well as I thought that I did. And so I, you know, was rolling out these mini offers, um, and I discovered who my audience was, where they were, what they wanted, and Honestly, that made a huge difference because suddenly I wasn't just talking to the giant world out at large about my business. I was talking to a specific person and I knew exactly what to measure to track my profit. I wasn't measuring vanity anymore as a 2.0 business owner. No more Facebook ads ever to grow my fan base. Like what a waste of money. I I'm embarrassed to even tell you, but I probably spent $2,500 or so simply running ads to build fans for my Facebook page. And that is so, so embarrassing. But I did it and I'm confessing. And so now you know. All right. <laughs> As a 2.0 business owner, also, I I am always testing. I'm always testing a different message, a different offer testing different pages, testing different things, because no matter what the results of the test are, good, bad, a total flop, I learn more and more every day about who I serve and how I serve them best and how and what they want from me. And before, when I was still in the 1.0, if I put something out there and it was a flop, that would have been a gut punch to me that would have knocked me out for at least a week, probably longer. But now it's just like, all right, that's good feedback. So that didn't work. What could I do instead? And it's just a really different way of approaching my business. And it really sets me up for 
this next point, which is failure and success, they don't define me as worthy. My own definition of success has even changed. Um, You know, success to me means that I get to take time to enjoy my family. This year, we were supposed to take a three-week vacation in Europe. And I can tell you, when I was stuck in the 1.0 space, even if I had the money then, I wouldn't have taken that much time off because I would have been so worried about missing out on something. But, you know, success to me means having time off. It means that I could, you know, I don't know, sleep at night better. Uh, You know, I could have um, hobbies. It means I could go take a girls weekend um, with friends and and just hang out and not be a mom (laughs) at that moment, right? And there's just lots of stuff that really has switched what my definition of success. My definition of success now includes the success of my clients and my students, Like that is part of my definition of success. And yes, there's a money aspect to it because I need to know, you know, have a um, budget that I'm working towards so that I know, you know, how many people I can invest in for different things on my team and, you know, different stuff like that and how much money I can, you know, take home to my family. But that is a tiny part of success for me. Now success is much broader. And finally, I really, really focus and I only take advice from less than a handful of very trusted and proven experts who get results and have business models similar to mine. I don't ask everybody. I don't ask in Facebook groups. I don't ask random strangers. I don't ask, you know, anyone and everyone for insight into my business. I have a small handful of very trusted experts that I go to. They know me, they know my business, they know my strengths, they know my weaknesses, they know who I'm talking to. So when they give me advice, it's not just, you know, random high level advice, it's really specific. And if you don't have that in your life, I would highly encourage you to start looking for a small handful of trusted and proven experts that you can hire and that you can work with who will vest themselves in your success as much as you have vested yourself in your success. So there you have it. And I'd love to hear from you. Have you ever been stuck in FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt? How did you move through it? Hit me up on social media or email me, michelle at michellelevans.com. And as you were listening to this, did you think of someone who could use these insights about creating profit without worry in their business? If you can think of someone who could use this, would you do both of us a big favor and share this episode with them? It's so easy to do from whatever podcasting app you're listening on, or just share the URL for today's show at profitwithoutworry.com forward slash episode 138 and your friend can listen right there. And don't forget to go read the article, The Real Reason Proven Marketing Formulas Have Stopped Working. You can get that at today's show notes. There's a link there that you can click on or go to profitwithoutworry.com forward slash article so that you can see what it takes to create a movement with your marketing. All right, I hope you have an amazing week and I'll see you back here next week, same time, same place on another great episode of Profit Without Worry. See you then.